Good evening. First off, a very, very special welcome back to Mr. Markman joining us again this evening. Honor to have you back with us. So there was a big ceremony. The head nun was actually accepting new young women who were devoting their lives to their religion. And the ceremony consisted of the older nun marrying off these young women to God, creating a holy matrimony of sorts. So there's a whole gathering, and surprisingly, in walks two Hasidim in the full garb, long coats, strimal, white socks pulled up to slightly below the knee, and they come into this, uh, this chasana of sorts. So the head nun was a little bit surprised by their presence. Um, so she tries to explain, this is actually a religious ceremony where we're marrying off these women to God. Um, are you sure you're in the right place? And the Hasidim explained. I said, the truth is, we're actually on the groom's side. That's Poor Huck was too distressed to smile, but the old man laughed loud and joyously, shook up the details of his anatomy from head to foot, and ended by saying that such a laugh was money in a man's pocket because it cut down the doctor's bill like everything. Right? Brings back bad memories from high school. Such a laugh was money in a man's pocket because it cut down the doctor's bill. So Mark Twain was not mechadish. He did not invent this idea. The truth is, thousands of years prior, Shlomo HaMelech tells us in Mishle, Lev sameach yetiv panim, that the happy heart makes the face radiate with health and vitality. But if a person is feeling atzvus, they're down, they're depressed, then that has a negative impact not just on my mental state, but even on my physical well-being. There Ben Yonah, when he comments on this uh, verse in Mishle, he says, Ki ikr hanos haguf The main pleasure that we have physically, how we feel, our level of energy, if we're lethargic, that's tolui believe, that's based on where I am psychologically and emotionally. When we're in a good state of mind and we're experiencing simcha, then even in the physical realm we have a sense of tanug, of pleasure, of, of joy. But when I'm feeling down and depressed, so then there's Sheva Ruach, and it actually impacts the body as well. Laughter is a natural medicine, something that doesn't cost any money. We know it can improve our moods, it could strengthen our immune system, 
and obviously it's helpful combating stress. Now, how does this idea of laughter fit into our process of Torah's Chaim? Discovering who we are, who we're not, allowing ourselves to really get into to the moment to feel the chiyus, the vitality of life, breaking through barriers that might hold us back, where does this idea of laughter fit into our overall process? Any ideas? What? Oh. Also, maybe sometimes we take certain thoughts or ourselves too seriously that if we have laughter, we'll be able to uh, brush things with better math work. So. Well said, Avi. We can't grow without happiness. And if we're too serious, obviously we believe in taking life seriously, but if we get too intense, sometimes we don't have the, the capacity or the state of mind to be able to push through some of those barriers. Remember a while back, a student at FAU, he told me he was following this particular fellow on YouTube who was a bodybuilder and a philosopher. A common thing, you, you know. <laughs> but he was a bodybuilder and a philosopher. And uh, he had one whole episode on not taking life too seriously. And his question was, you know, from a Jewish standpoint, do we believe in that approach, not taking life seriously? So I explained, no, we take life very seriously. I think we would agree that we try not to take ourselves too seriously. But life is a, is a big deal. We get one shot. We want to do it well. So the goal for this evening is to explore how laughter and, and joy play a critical role in everything we're trying to accomplish in the, in the expansion of who we are and the discovery of who we are. I have here on the bottom of page one all of the benefits that laughter brings. It stimulates your organs, it relaxes your muscles, it improves cardiac health, it boosts the immune system, it lowers blood pressure, it helps with weight loss. That's interesting because a common side effect of chronic stress is weight gain. Laughing not only reduces the stress hormones that cause weight gain, but it also burns calories. So that's why, you know, instead of jogging 10 miles a day, you know, much easier way to stay healthy and lose weight is just laugh, laugh more often. Reduces stress hormones, increases the endorphins, those are the, the feel-good chemicals, and it strengthens relationships. So I want to share with you a piece from Revolba. When Revolba speaks about the potential dangers that might come along with, with working on ourselves and taking life seriously, he writes that Bechachma Amuka Salal Rabbeinu Rabbi Yisrael Im Talmidav HaGadolim Es Derech HaAvoda B'Midos There was a lot of depth and wisdom that Rabbi Yisrael Salanter used when he was teaching his disciples 
the proper path of, of avoda, of working on their midos. Lama derusha lavoda zu chachma kol kachamuka. So Revolba is asking the question, why is there a need for so much wisdom when it comes to this area of life? So he answers, think about it. Let's say, theoretically, I gave you the challenge to choose one character trait that's really holding you back and perfect it. Work on this for the next four months and, and just break through all of those limitations and perfect that particular midah, that one quality. Is that an easy task? Obviously not. But explains Revolba, if you were to do that without hadracha, without guidance, without wisdom, so inevitably what would happen? You might accomplish a lot in one particular area of life, but oftentimes that will come with casualties. You might be impacting other areas or other midos or other relationships in a very negative way. He paraphrases from the Mishnah that it might bring me to the point where I'm actually losing more than I'm gaining. So it's not at all simple or straightforward to say, just work on yourself. We do need instruction. We do need guidance. He says, in the ancient times, there used to be a, a tradition that there was one particular place in the ocean where in order to get through the waters onto dry land, you would have to go through this very narrow bridge where there is a cliff on each end and the waters going through that cliff were very violent and aggressive. So the, the myth was is that hundreds of boats have tried sailing through that particular narrow area and they would all be destroyed based on the crashing of the waves. The only possibility you have to make it through is if you have a kabanit chacham, a wise captain who's strong, who's courageous, who understands exactly how to navigate those waters, then he has a chance, potentially, making it through and coming out on the dry land, b'shalom, unscathed. He says, if you take that particular ancient fable and you apply it to what we're trying to do every day of our lives, it's the exact same thing. Nothing in real growth is easy. Nothing in real growth is without, or at least accomplishment, you will not find without a lot of thought, a lot of consideration. So for example, if we overburden ourselves, we take on different stringencies in any area of, of religion, it might come to the point where it's awakening within us a feeling of rebellion, a merida, which is such a very important hashkafa. Sometimes we could do too much. Al-tahid tzaddik harbe, sometimes it's actually possible that you're being too righteous, meaning if I'm going beyond the letter of the law because I feel like this is helpful, it could backfire. If I'm overburdened by all of my chumras that I'm taking on, 
So then what that's doing is it's, it's awakening within me the koach of Merida, which means the, the real, the, the rebellious nature. Who here in this room is rebellious? The answer is everybody. <laughs> We're all rebellious. That comes from the Yetzirah, right? The Gemara says that there was a conversation that took place between Rebbe and uh, Antoninus, where they were discussing when does the Yetzirah first come into the human being? Is it when you're a fetus in your mother's womb? Or is it right after, once you come out into this world? Those were the two options they were debating. And they came to the conclusion that if the Yetzirah was inside the fetus, then the whole uh, labor and delivery really wouldn't work out because that little tiny baby would just break out of its mother. Not a pleasant thought. So obviously the Yetzirah has to come only after a child's born. What do we see from that Gemara? Explains Revolba and many others that we get a little bit of a glimpse into the nature of the Yetzirah. We call it the evil inclination, but really it's that part within us that, that resists any sense of, of subjection. Don't tell me what to do. Don't confine me. Don't restrict me. We have to live with an awareness that we have that within us, and therefore, when it comes to educating our children, if we pile too much on them, that's above and beyond their maturity or their development. So what's going to happen? We're, we're throwing them off the derech. We're causing them to rebel. And the same thing is true with ourselves. If I place too much on me, even though I mean well, and it's all coming from a very noble intention, I want to grow, I, I want to do more, I want to be learning more. If I'm not careful... I might be stoking the coals of Merida within me, and I might be losing more than I'm gaining. <clears throat> so therefore, Revolba says, everything needs to be done benachas. When we speak about avoda and working on ourselves and growing, it has to be pleasant. It has to be a journey that we're enjoying. Obviously, it requires work and focus, and we have to carve out time because we really do want to change. But if it becomes tense instead of intense, then that could be very unhealthy. What's the difference between tense and intense? Tense means I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. That's not a place I want to be in. And if I stress myself out religiously... I might throw the whole thing away. To be intense, to be focused, to really care about what I'm doing, so that's a beautiful thing. But Revolva is telling us, he's giving us words of caution. We have to be very careful not to awaken that feeling of, of rebellion. So that's where laughter comes in. And that's where simcha comes in. Now there's something we know called tzchok. How do you translate the word schok? Laughter, frivolity, that's a word we use often. The Mishnah says, schok v'kalis rosh margilin le'erva. 
So laughter and lightheadedness can lead one to illicit relationships. Schok v'kalis rosh. Okay. So that means we should stay far away from laughter and lightheadedness because that could lead us to things we don't want to get involved with. Now the Mishnah goes on in a very different flow. The Mishnah continues, Mesorah siag l'toro, that having a Mesorah, having a tradition, is a fence to keep the Torah. Maisro siag l'osher, making sure to give Maiser, that's a way of ensuring that I keep my wealth. So what the Tferis Yisrael, one of the great commentators in the Mishnah, what he's bothered by is, why is that first line of the Mishnah not said in the same flow as everything else? Namely, instead of telling me that laughter and lightheadedness will lead to erva, it should have just said, do the exact opposite. What's the opposite of schok? Atzvus. Atzvus means you should be depressed. What's the opposite of kalis rosh, of lightheadedness? Kovid rosh. Let the Mishnah tell us, you should try to be ba'atzvus, be depressed, and live be'kovid rosh, meaning with real heaviness of the head, with real intensity. And that will be a siag le'erva that will keep you far away from forbidden relationships. Why didn't the Mishnah say it in the positive like every other step in the Mishnah? That was the question to Tferes Yisrael. So he answers, because the author of the Mishnah, Rabbi Akiva, was well aware that living ba'atzvus, living with a sense of depression, is not what we're striving for. Even living Covid rosh, living with a sense of real intensity, that's also not what we're striving for. And he explains that atzvus, depression, is obviously not healthy, and it'll take me away from achieving in my spiritual pursuits. And even Covid rosh, even being overly intense, that might be good for tefillah, for when we're davening. When we're davening, that's more of a, of a meditation that requires more intensity. But your general state of mind should not be Covid rosh. What is the ideal state that we're striving for? And these words are so, so important. Writes the Tferes Yisrael, we're looking for two things. Simcha, which will translate as joy, vikalus haguf, and lightness of the body. That's the ideal state. We want to be besimcha vikalus haguf, joyful, and I think the, the modern translation of Kalas Aguf would be chilled out, right? Relaxed. Chilled out. See, there's a very fundamental distinction between lightheaded and lighthearted. Lightheaded is Kalas Harosh. We try to stay away from Kalas Harosh, but lighthearted. That's kalas haguf. That's something that's very healthy. 
We're not overly intense. We're relaxed and we're besimcha. The truth is not only is schok something that is... What is that noise, by the way? <laughs> Do we have coffee brewing? I didn't even realize it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Isn't that supposed to start like at 5.30 in the morning? <laughs> I thought so too. <laughs> the time change. <laughs> 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 So the ideal state we're striving for is simcha and kalas haguf. We're supposed to be relaxed, we're supposed to be joyful. And although the Mishnah told us schok v'kalas rosh can be dangerous, laughter and lightheadedness can lead us in a negative direction, we have a later Mishnah in Perkyavos that says, we actually need a little bit of schok. When the Mishnah is explaining the 48 ways of acquiring the wisdom of Torah, one of those 48 ways is b'miut schok. Translated, a little bit of, of laughter. So there are two ways of understanding what that phrase means, a little bit of laughter. Either we can view it from the, the coach mentality. Right? The coach is telling the players, gentlemen, you really need to focus over here. Only a little bit of, of laughing and joking around, but you've got to be game time mode. Miyut schok. That's one way of understanding the Mishnah. The other way of understanding the Mishnah is more like one's mother. Honey, I understand you really enjoy the learning and all of the mitzvahs you're doing. We're so proud of you, but miyut schok, you have to have a little, a little laughter. Have to joke around, play with your friends. So what's the Mishnah saying? Is it shape up, or is it saying you really have to have says the Midrash Shmuel, the latter. The Mishnah is saying not only is it okay to have a little bit of, of laughter in life, but it's actually a requirement. One of the 48 ways to acquire Torah is that I need to be able to laugh. I need to be able to joke around a little bit. I need to be able to be silly. Miyutzchok, it's a necessity for the Chachmas HaTorah. Why? Why do you need that? If, if, if you were to list ten things that you need on your spiritual journey towards elevating yourself and coming closer to God and creating a real devakis. What, what would come to mind? Davening, learning, chesed, maybe an amen party. Different things that people are into and assume are very beneficial. I don't think anyone would have said laughter as one of the necessities for our spiritual journey, but the mission is telling us otherwise. Miyutzchok, we need some gishmak in life. Why? What does it do for us? Explains the Medrash Shmuel. Ki daito. It expands one's mind. 
Laughing expands your mind and widens your heart. Misracheves daito. For the same reason, and this is very deep, for the same reason that tzchok v'kalis rosh, laughing in lightheadedness, is a dangerous thing, because if I'm allowing that behavior in the wrong setting with the wrong person, what does that do? It breaks down very healthy barriers, and that could lead to terrible things. But for the same reason why it's dangerous in the wrong setting, that's exactly why it's useful and it's necessary in the right setting. Because it breaks down barriers. And when I'm trying to get closer to someone who I want to be closer with, or I'm trying to get closer to Hashem through the Torah, then miyutzchok is extremely helpful. That melts away those mechitzos between me and what I'm trying to accomplish. That's the power of schok, the power of laughter. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov famously says, Mitzvah gedole lios besimcha tamid. It is a wonderful mitzvah to be besimcha all the time. Now, I think most people, when you've heard this line in the past, there's a nice song that goes with it, but it doesn't seem very realistic. Who do you know that's besimcha tamid? He's always happy. She's always happy. Whenever I see their status, they always look so happy, and <laughs> they must have the best marriage in the world, right? So the answer is there's no human being that's always happy. And if they are, you would be very concerned about their, their mental state. <laughs> Rav Nachum Breslov is not telling us, you should walk around like this. <laughs> you would scare people if you did that, right? <laughs> He's using the word simcha in the same way that the Tiferes Yisrael is using the word simcha. We want to be in a state of mind of besimcha of a kalis aguf, which means not that I, that I need to be smiling, but there's an inner feeling of peace. I'm content. I'm satisfied. I'm not lightheaded, but I'm lighthearted. That's what Reb Nachman Breslov is saying. We strive to be besimcha tamid, v'hasimcha hi refua gedola. He writes, this is the greatest healing force like we saw from Shlomo HaMelech. Simcha is Rafua Gedola. You might be thinking, but naturally, I'm not such a happy person. Naturally, I, I gravitate more towards being a little, bit, a little bit down. People like to stay away from the word depressed, but let's just call it a spade. <laughs> I feel depressed, often. Says Rav Nachman Breslov, you're not alone. Ki teva ha'adam. Human nature is limshoch atzmo lemora shechora va'atzvos. There is a natural tendency. There's this inclination towards some level of depression. Why? Because we go through life. V'chol adam male isurim. Everyone has many different things that they suffer from. 
So naturally speaking, if I'm not proactive, I will be sad. And I will feel dejected. And I will feel depressed. Al-Kain, therefore, explains of Nachman Ibreslov, Tzarech l'achriach es atzmo bekoach gadol. It takes force, it takes courage, it takes strength. Leos besimcha tamid to try to elevate myself to a state where I'm besimcha. It doesn't mean happy in a superficial way. I'm not always smiling, but I'm content. I'm lighthearted. What can I use to bring that simcha, that healthy sense of, of, of joy into my life? The answer is anything. Not anything, but anything that's permissible, use it. Be creative. And he concludes by saying, Afilu bamili deshtusa. Even silly things. Even things that you would look at and say, whoa, <laughs> that's not something a holy person would do. Like, what, you're riding a bicycle? You're playing volleyball? You know, like, this is a child's play. Right? You're playing tennis? The answer is, even mili deshtusa, something that, that can bring me a sense of satisfaction and contentment, that's not what life is about, but it definitely helps on the journey of getting to what life is about. So it expands our, our horizons. It widens our heart and mind, allowing us to actually devote more of ourselves to ruchnius, to spirituality. And more than this, it's able to connect us with other people like nothing else can. Laughter is the shortest distance between two individuals. I didn't make that up, but I forget where I saw it. But it's a wonderful quote, right? Laughter is the great equalizer, and it's so true. When people laugh, and it's so interesting to see when people laugh, people don't only laugh when something's funny or silly, but sometimes people laugh where it's just like a release of stress. If you ever go to one of these haunted houses and, and, and the kid gets scared because the ghost comes out of the closet, so the first thing they do is they scream. And then right after they scream, oftentimes they, they giggle. Why are you laughing? You just got scared. But, but it's, it's, a, it's a release of stress. When we ourselves laugh, we might not even know beforehand how, how much I had within me, how much stress that there may have been. But then when you have a good laugh afterwards, you feel a sense of relief, right? Something happened where I could take a big deep breath. But laughing between people is a makasher. It, it connects us. It creates this real, real bond in a way that many things can't. The Maral writes, She'ein inyin haschok, echad. The whole idea of schok, of laughter, when used properly, in the right measure, in the right time, in the right setting, with the right people, that 
creates an achdus because it melts away all of the barriers. So scho can create a real achdus. That's why in a marriage, for example, there's, there's the mitzvah that there should be some level of schok, some level of laughter that leads to a deeper connection. So some people, I think, I think they say that of uh, Sarah Schneer, whenever she would go to sleep at night, she would ask herself, did I do at least one chesed today? That I help somebody out. Right? She had to make sure she was there for at least one other person. I want to suggest an exercise where we're not going to ask ourselves that question, but to ask a similar question, which is, did I laugh today? Was there a point in time during the day where I had a good laugh? And even deeper, did I make somebody else laugh today? Doesn't mean I have to teach myself to be a comedian. I might not be a funny person by nature, and that's okay. There's no mitzvah to be a comedian. But the idea of, of making sure that I'm getting a healthy dose of laughter in my life and being able to share that with others is crucial in our Avodah Hashem. I'll end with this. Laughter does not have to be spontaneous, and it doesn't have to be because I think something is funny. It could also be forced. It could be artificial. Because ultimately, the way the mind works is it doesn't really care why you're laughing or why you're smiling, but if you're able to get yourself into that mode... So you feel that, that his harvus hadas, you feel that expansion. I told the story a few years back that my wife and I were at this medical convention and there was a presenter who was speaking about laughing yoga. And when I heard that someone was going to be teaching us laughing yoga, I was going to walk out of the room and do something more productive. I don't have time for laughing yoga, narishkeit, you know. But I was curious to see what it was. <laughs> so this person gets up there and they start explaining some of the science behind laughing and what it does and how it's so helpful. And then she, she guides us through this meditation of laughing yoga. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. Why not? We have people in the room. Let's do it. Okay, so follow me. You start off by just chuckling a little bit, right? Just a little bit. Everyone together. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, no, no. Just a, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. And then the, the way they explain it, turn up the volume, right? One notch. Glad my daughter's not here tonight. She would not appreciate this. It's something like a medium laugh, right? Like a, <laughs> like a, that's really funny. <laughs> a medium laugh. With the masks on, I can't tell if you're actually doing it. But <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> all right. And now just a real deep bellow, just like the, the funniest thing you ever heard in your life, right? <laughs> 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 Sorry. 
Right? I'm not sure if you're laughing at me or this is meditation. I'm not sure. But, but the amazing thing is, and this is what I was, I was blown away by, is that it works. It's artificial. You made yourself do it. I wasn't smiling or laughing because something was really entertaining or funny, but, but, it, but it has the same impact. So life is too short not to laugh. Let's try this week to live with the, the mantra, to live with the assignment. I'm going to try every day this week to at least laugh one time per day and to get someone to laugh with me as well, even if they're laughing at me. All right. Good night.